Welcome to Bearded Clansmen of the Vale, where two bearded guys talk about Game of Thrones, the card game. Hey, welcome back, everybody, to the Bearded Clansmen of the Vale. I'm not Shaggy Dom. I'm Kyle, son of Kyle. <laughs> and I'm Shaggy Dom. And today we're going to be talking about the King of the Isles deluxe expansion, the last piece of the game we're going to have for a little bit. Uh, so we're just going to go through the Greyjoy cards in this episode? Yeah? Yeah, yeah. And yep, then just the Greyjoy. in another episode, we'll go through everything else. So if you don't want to know about Greyjoy, then you can GTFO, because that's what we're going to talk about this episode. But we don't want you to leave, <laughs> so stick around and listen. <laughs> well, if they're listening to this one, it's, I'm sure they're excited to hear about the Greyjoy card. So That's a good point. Let's get to it. All right, the first Greyjoy card we have, and we're doing these in pack order, so this should be King of Isles number one is Balon Greyjoy. He's a 7-cost character with a military and a power icon. He's got 5 strength. He's obviously unique and loyal. And he's an Ironborn Lord. Cool cool keywords. Mm -hmm. And Pillage and Renown are his... Uh, or, no, sorry, cool traits. And Pillage and Renown are his keywords, which are also very cool. And it says, As an action, kneel your faction card to choose a card in an opponent's discard pile and put it into play under your control. At the end of the phase, shuffle that card into its owner's desk deck. Not its desk, because that would be hard to shuffle it into. <laughs> What do you think? Um, I love it. Just when they first spoiled this card, I was like, "Oh man!" I was just thinking first. First thing I thought of was all the things about Flea Bottom, you know, like <laughs> Second Sons or anything that Flea Bottom shenanigans. You can actually, you know, if you time it right, you can take their their characters, shuffle them back into their deck, so they're not using their Second Sons every round. Yeah, I'm calling out you Targaryen players. <laughs> that is so annoying. So annoying. Even though I love doing it, it is so annoying. <laughs> <laughs> so when I saw this card, I was super excited. Yeah, I, I think I'm going to see both. So interestingly enough, Balon's one of those uh, Lord characters when on his alternate versions doesn't lose any icons when you mm -hmm. add, add abilities. So, you know, he's pretty standard at having Renown. Uh, he's going to have Renown on any copy you have. But the Pillage is nice because as you can Pillage and then use the action to put a card you pillaged into play. Um, I think mm -hmm. it's sweet, man. It kind of fits into that really cool strategy of like what I wanted someone to do with uh, Night's Watch, which is just like use your opponent's strategy against them. Like just see if you can like yeah. use your opponent's <laughs> good cards to beat your opponent and then yeah, mm -hmm. and then feel good about yourself. <laughs> exactly. And uh, I don't know. I just I really like it. I can't wait to play and test it out. Um I think it's pretty good. The cost is good. The strength is good. I think it's a solid card. Yeah, everything about this guy seems great. Key, keywords, traits, actions, cost. It's Lord Ironborn. I mean, mm -hmm. Lord Lord alone makes him pretty good, but all of him are Lord, so you don't expect any different. But, yeah, I'm thinking, like, 4.5, 5 out of 5 for me. Yeah, I would say about 4.5, um, just because I haven't tested it yet. Yeah. But... Um, he does have some pretty cool Fabio looking here. Yeah, he um, does. Artwork. So this is like the sailing yeah. Balon. Like this is the Balon who's like not sequestered in his keep or like about to die. This is like the Balon in the open mm -hmm. sea, which is pretty cool. So this is the Balon we deserve. <laughs> All right, <laughs> our next card in pack order is going to be Euron's Crow's Eye. Euron Crow's Eye, not Euron's Crow Eye. That would be a different card. <laughs> That'd be like an attachment, and you could give it to Euron, but and give him another eye, <laughs> but. Euron <laughs> Crow's Eye is a six-cost character tri by Tricon. It's a four-strength, uh, unique, loyal character. Captain Ironborn Lord Raider. Uh, the keyword, the keyword Palooza, or the trait Palooza. I'm gonna keep doing that all the podcast. I think. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, he's got Intimidate, which is pretty standard for Euron. And uh, after you, as a reaction after you marshal Euron Crow's Eye, search your hand or deck, discard power for silence, and put it into play and shuffle your deck. I think we actually saw this one in a previous episode. I believe, right? We did. And we were excited because putting a card into play and tutoring your entire deck for it is pretty legit. And I believe it's a four-cost warship, so which makes it even more sweet. It is indeed a four-cost warship, or I'm going to find out soon. Oh, because <laughs> Silence isn't in this pack. Okay, cool. But yes, uh, yeah. Silence is a is a pretty pretty nice card to be able to pull out of your deck. Because exactly. yeah, good. Uh, I was just gonna say then you know. It, for certain cards, you you want to see more often. Of course, you put like two or three copies. Um, with this one, I, I feel like you can just probably put it in one um, if you feel safe to do that. Yeah. Um, 
So then that leaves up to uh, more spots for other cards. Yeah, for and other I, warships or something. I feel like if you did something janky with like um, Red Door in, in a Great Joy deck, mm-hmm. you could really get a lot of solid, um, a little lot of your solid control locations out pretty quick. And mm-hmm. the the nice part about Silence is it's the one that lets you put a warship into into play for free. And I think if you yes. recall the episode we talked about, it, it was just some janky combo where you like put like five things into play for free after marshalling Euron or something like that. Because yeah, <laughs> yeah, you yeah. get to like ready Euron after you. I don't know if you can exhaust him to do something and then place Silence and then or use Silence's action to put a warship into play and then stand him and then do something else and. There's just all these really cool things you can do with Euron that I think are going to be part of like a really comboy deck. Yeah. Oh, and real quick before we get any farther into this episode, um, we just had a new player join our group. Um, his name is Josh, and I don't know if you've met Josh yet. Um, no, Kyle. But I have not. But he went to our starter um, tournament kit uh, thing that we did, mm-hmm. and he bought into the Greyjoy. Um, uh, starter deck, and he loves Greyjoy. So I'm not alone. So Josh, if you're listening, take notes because <laughs> what we're gonna say is gonna help you out a ton. So yeah, Anyways, mostly what Dom's I... gonna say, but yeah, I agree. <laughs> but great Greyjoy, yeah, great, this it's I think it's gonna be cool. Like it's just gonna there there are, this whole pack, this last expansion is building around cool warship shenanigans and location shenanigans and this guy's right in the middle of it you're on oh yeah yeah definitely so yeah i just want to throw that out there so if you're a new player or whatever you know there is some value to listening to us <laughs> you're right <laughs> um so i think this guy's probably the same as Balon for me i mean 4.5 or 5 because at very least he's like a potential most cases going to be a four cost for strength but tricon with intimidate yeah, I mean, I think uh, just the idea of, of, you know, being able to search your deck or, you know, just basically put a warship out, that's four costs, that's going to help you put more warships out mm-hmm. and, and re-stand him. Um, I mean, honestly, I, I would say for the warship, I would give it like a five. Yeah, and I even, yeah, because most Greyjoy decks are going to have some kind of warship support because you really want some of them. I mean, whether it be like Great Kraken or whatever, you're going to want at least mm-hmm. two or three or four warships in your deck just because they're really good. I mean, things that are giving your p- people strength in your first player, that's good for the rush decks. Things that are like letting you draw like Great Kraken are just solid mm-hmm. cards. So even if you're not doing like a whole warship build, I'd still give this guy like a 4.5 just because the combo with Silence is, is legit. And it would be really cool to be able to like throw this guy out, get silence out, and then in the middle of your like you know challenge phase, you like exhaust silence, mm-hmm. put a warship out, stand your on, get him an additional challenge. I just see that being like the best play possible in like a crossing deck where you get two challenges with yeah. your own. Well, that and also with just what that intimidate too, you know, being able mm-hmm. to pull off two two challenges with that. I mean, that's. That's definitely going to put pressure on your opponent, so mm-hmm. uh, I like it. Yeah. yeah, even if you're just kneeling shuds, I think, yeah, he's probably 4.5 or 5. Yeah, I mean, like I said, you're kneeling up, potentially you're kneeling up your opponent's board, you know, either way by them doing it or you doing it with your Intimidate, so then mm-hmm. that takes away options for them. So I like it. Yep. All right, we got another powerful card here. We're going to go through all the named characters pretty much. I don't know if there's a Tyrion in this set, but that's because I mostly am looking at it right now. So, um, mm-hmm. six cost character, military power icon with five strength. We got a new Asha, everybody. She's not loyal, and I'm not sure if the other copies are or aren't, but this one is not. Uh, but she's a uh, Captain Ironborn lady. Good. I was going to say the core is not. Okay. Uh, but she's a Captain Ironborn and lady, so she gets hit on all three of those uh, traits. I did it. Uh, mm-hmm. But pillage and stealth. Sweet. Like it, mm-hmm. and yep. each other unique Ironborn character you can train, you control gains stealth. Hot damn! <laughs> that sounds fun. Yeah, I, I think yeah, I think this card could be fun, um, especially you know if you're running a, an Ironborn themed deck. Um, I think that would be really good with her mm-hmm. on that. Um, it's hard to say on how good I think she'll be compared to the core Asha where you know she has stealth and you can re-stand her if it's unopposed 
Yeah, you got You're uh, right. You're right. You got a lot of competition because the Ashes are pretty good. Yeah, then you have like the seven cost Kings move uh, Asha. Yeah. Which, you know, search your deck for X amount of cards, pick a card. I mean, that's always good. Um, I, I would think this one, if you're running a lot of a lot of armborn characters, which you'll see later in the in the, the pack here. Um, and they're there unique. Are a lot of, yeah, and they are unique um, ironborn characters in here. So if you incorporate the, a lot of the characters from this box, I could see this being you know pretty powerful because you're giving a lot of stealth. Yeah, and there's a this is the thing I think I like about this card is that it has an effect on it that's very similar to an event that is not very good in uh, mm -hmm. Greyjoy, which is uh, ours is the old way. It has a very similar effect to that, and that costs four gold, and it, uh, it's just a challenge action that does until the end of phase. But with Asha, you're getting the stealth on all these Ironborn, and it's not costing you anything extra, but having a you know five power Bicon body on it with the pillage, right? And stealth, of course. But yeah, yeah she would give stealth. Yeah. yeah. But uh, that's yeah. kind of cool to me because ours is the old way is overcosted in my my, my mind because I can oh, yeah. never pay for for that. I don't know what Greyjoy deck could ever pay for for that. That's probably why it's not loyal. But this effect is like part of it attached to a really good character, which is like on a stick. It's the it's a good thing. Yeah. No, I think it's a good thing like you're saying compared to that four cost event, you know, cuz I I don't know anyone that has even talked about using that card. No. Neither yeah. have I. Just cuz it's so so expensive. It's mm -hmm. just ugh. But Anyways, I think she's yeah. probably like a three and a half, four for me, just because the the sec the King's Moot Asha is such a powerful card, having played with it, that it's mm -hmm. hard to really get over that kind of bar. Uh, mm -hmm. But giving Ironborn characters stealth is going to be brutal because if you build an Ironborn deck, you're going to have a bunch of stealth. I mean, she's probably going to die pretty quick if you can't help it. Yeah, I mean, I I, I agree with that. I I'm actually going to give it a four. Okay. Um, just because I think the King's Moot. Uh, Asha is a five for me. Yeah, definitely, a hundred percent. So okay, so our next card is the Knight, who's unique, but the name is not seem very unique. Uh, <laughs> five cost character with a military and a power icon, and a five is five strength, so he passes that vanilla test pretty well. Non loyal, mm -hmm. uh, unique the Knight. Obviously, he is a Knight, and he's from House Harlaw. And as most, as with most Knights, no attachments except for weapons. Uh, and says, while the knight is attacking alone, he gains stealth and renown. Love it. Yeah, I, I want to know... Well, so, I get it. I get it, because he's a knight. And so, yep, fits with the old knight stuff. I get it. This card is uh, pretty he has straightforward. And <laughs> he's pretty straightforward. He plays yeah. along with knights well. He's non-loyal, so he can go in all the knight love decks. And he gets a freaking amazing keywords when he attacks alone, which is what knights wants to do. Yeah. Pair that up with some Lady Santa Rose mm -hmm. or those uh, zero-cost locations. Give him plus one strength while he's attacking alone. I like it, but not in any Greyjoy decks I build. But I like it in the night the night deck. Yeah, I mean, I would still try it in a, in a, in a stealth deck because if you think about it, if you're just using him in the challenge, you you know you're right. Like if this guy was on board, and again, you're gonna have to get over the fact that I'm always going to be referencing Greyjoy in terms of crossing. <laughs> But yeah. uh, this guy's great for a certain attack or first challenge for crossing. He gets stealth oh, yeah. anyway, so he can stealth past the strength, and he gets renowned. So if they don't block him, mm -hmm. you're gonna get the extra power. So which is perfectly on point with Rush. Uh, he might oh, yeah, be a definitely. little overcosted for that deck, but I think he's probably gonna survive most things. So and he's unique, so he can be duped, which is nice. So he keeps his power yeah. longer. Yeah, I just think his um, stats are good. You know, five mm -hmm. gold, five strength. You know, plus stealth and renown when he's attacking alone. I like him. Yeah, it's kind of cool, actually, because a lot of the other cards we're talking about don't typically fit outside house, but this guy kind of does, and it's the first one of this pack that really wants to not necessarily just be part of Greyjoy, which I like. Mm -hmm. Okay, I'm going to say yeah. 3.54 for me because I think he's pretty good, but I don't know if like he's like the thing that's going to win me the game or not. I'm going to give him a 4 nice. just because he has an extra body with renown, potentially. Mm -hmm. It's a good point. Renowned keyword is best keyword. Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, next, we have another Aaron Dame Fier. So, uh, five cost character with an intrigue and power icon. He's obviously unique and loyal. And he's a three power. It says, Drown God 
Ironborn and Lord traits. He's got Insight, which is uh, kind of a rare keyword in Greyjoy, as mm-hmm. far as I know. And as a reaction, after another Drangog character you kill is you control is killed, draw one card, limit once per phase. So is this just another card that throws into the Drown God deck to refill your yeah. hand? Okay. Yeah, I mean, yeah, definitely. It, it fits that theme of the, the Drown God for sure. Um, you know, it's just like, I don't know. I, I want to say I like this card just because it has an intrigue icon <laughs> mm. and it has insight mm-hmm. which is which is good um, it could be a lot of draw if you're doing the right stuff yeah if you're playing the right yeah I don't like his cost to power ratio but I don't know that I'm supposed yeah. to <laughs> yeah I mean if it was like 5-4 five, 5 cost 4 strength I would like it a lot more um you know, just to get his reaction, you have to have you know more drown gods, which in that case you might as well just run a drown god deck. Well, yeah, um, that's what I mean. Is like you're probably not going to put this guy in anything but like tribal, right? Drown god tribal. Yeah. Cause, but, but yeah. I will say I just noticed he is an Ironborn, so with the Asha, he can gain stealth. So that might be you know something to offset it. That's a good point. Ironborn love is... It's not just the new Asha, too. I mean, Ironborn has been a thing since before now. Uh, but, yeah, that's a, that's a good point I didn't really think about, because he, he definitely is playing in a different ball game because um, he, he has that keyword, and so it means that he can be part of different things, right? Yeah, I don't, I don't know if that so, makes sense. I know I'm just blabbing, but like I'm, I'm actually trying to articulate something. I can't actually. No, that's not true. He's always had the Ironborn keyword, so like he ha- yeah, yes. But I'm when I think of Aaron Deathmere, I'm thinking of like I always go refer back to the core one, where it's like after you win dominance, take an Ironborn character from your dead pile and put it back into play. Mm-hmm. You know, to me, I, I feel like that's pretty powerful. You know, when one of your bigger guys like Asha or Balon or or Euron gets killed, if you're able to win dominance with Daphnir, you can bring him right back into the game. Um, compared to this, I like it because it has insight. Um, the reaction, it's a 50-50 for me. Um, you know, yeah. if you're running maybe some a couple of other, you know, Drawn God characters, you know, just to slap them in for, for this guy, then I would say, yeah, it's okay. But other than that, I don't know. I'm going to give this guy a three because I don't know how to play with insight. <laughs> and I don't really like fools either. And he feels a lot very fool to me. He feels like a very fool card. Like I'm surprised one of his traits isn't fool. <laughs> well, if, it, if that's the case, then patch face can just take all of his icons. <laughs> yeah. I, that's what it feels like to me. Like he's kind of underpowered and, and not in, in terms of the card as a whole, but in terms of his actual power. And he has fool esque, like things that are happening with him, and so yeah, yeah, yeah. I think if if they if they made the cost either four or bumped up the strength to four, you know, I, I think it would have been a little bit better. Um, however, if you're playing with that new Asha, I can kind of justify it. It's an Ironborn with stealth and insight mm-hmm. with intrigue. What's your rating? Um, I'm gonna give it a three and a half. Okay. Right, so many cards, so little time. Our next card oh. is the drum. He looks like he's singing something freaking epic. Uh, five cost character with a military power icon of four strength. He is unique and non-loyal. He's a captain and a lord. And it says, while the drum is attacking in a military or power battle, each character with an intrigue icon cannot be declared as a defender. That's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. That plays well with what you have in your most of your Greyjoy decks. Exactly. <laughs> Oh, wow, that's supposed to be obvious. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I like it. I mean, it's it's pretty decent, you know. Um, I don't know what I'm trying to say. I, I don't like, know if I, I like it like it. I mean, I think it's cool. It's a cool effect. It's mm-hmm. just that it seems like a really big body to attach it to. Like, I feel like this guy mm-hmm. should be under cost less and have less power and just have this effect, and that way you can just toss him in with, like, some big attacker instead of like mm-hmm. him trying to make you think he wants to be in on his own. But I guess that plays back into the whole like attacking alone is okay thing. 
Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm conflicted. I'm internally conflicted. <laughs> I don't like that the drum has two M's. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't like how the I don't I don't like how the drum actually looks like Tim. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we should probably put Tim's face on this card. But I I don't know. This card to me, um, I think it could be cool in certain scenarios, but. I wonder if it's like a counter meta card where if you're like, if you know Greyjoy has some powerful stuff but needs to have the balance against Intrigue, you play it. But if mm-hmm. like your meta is like Stark and other kind of grindy, fighty, or not grindy, but uh, other kind of like murder your face off decks with military and power, maybe mm-hmm. like Stark and uh, Baratheon, maybe you don't throw mm-hmm. this guy in. Eh, maybe. I don't know. I don't know if I could find a spot for him in my heart, more or less alone on my deck. <laughs> I think uh, just trying out one copy would suffice for me. That's fair. I'm going to say three because uh, one copy in a deck on condition yeah. is fine with me. Yeah, I'm going to say a three right now just just from the looking at it first time. And tell us why we're wrong in the comments. <laughs> All right. The next <laughs> card we have is Gwenice. Harla, I don't even. I, I'm gonna say Gwenice, but that's. I'm gonna stick to it. Four cost character, a power icon with three strength. She's loyal, she's unique, and she has the house Harla and Lady traits. It says, as an action, choose three cards in the opponent's discard pile, place them on the bottom of his or her deck in any order, then gain one gold and draw one card. Limit once per round. Whew! Mm-hmm. You didn't even have to exhaust her to do that. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I think it's it's pretty good. The effect, the you're paying for the effect, of course. I mean, just a, a single icon, three strength, you know, power icon. I don't know. To me, it's not the best, but it, yeah. And the cost is the like action. you have to have set it up right. Like you have to have been pillaging yeah. or something for this to happen. Because if you're just waiting for them to have cards in their discard pile, you better hope you're playing like an event heavy deck or something that can that really mm-hmm. cares about exhausting and sacrificing their cards, right? Yeah, and I mean, this this card wouldn't be a card that you put the King's Moot Rasha in, you mm. know, because <laughs> you want cards in the discard pile. Yeah, but, um, yeah. But I think this is a card, the reason why I think they put this card out, this reaction, or action, I should say, is is to, to fight against those Flea Bottom shenanigans. Um, yeah. That's a good point. Just one way of doing it. Um, like I said, four gold. You're paying for the for the action, so which is nice because you don't have to exhaust her to do it. Yeah, once per round means you're only getting it. Yeah, so it's not like for phase. So at least it's not like putting mm-hmm. all, you know, nine to twelve cards they might have from flea bottom or something in their discard. Mm-hmm. So it's still balanced, I guess. I mean, gaining a gold and drawing a card isn't bad. It's just why don't we just no. play Aaron or something. <laughs> Well, here's the thing, though. You can do it in, in the marshalling phase. If you're like, oh, man, I got enough mm-hmm. to do this card. If I only have one more gold, you can do it then. Mm-hmm. If you think about it, you have her matched up with Triss. You know, you're taking four cards at a time um, around out of your opponent's discard pile. Yeah. That's kind of insane. Yeah, it can be pretty brutal, especially when they're trying to play them. But let's see. I'm going to say mm-hmm. three, I think. Because again, it's a card that's put in for against a specific scenario, and I don't see you running this all the time. I see like maybe like a one or two of against a certain meta. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm I'm gonna give it a, a four just because you're taking three cards from your opponent, putting them in the deck, gaining a gold and drawing a card. Mm-hmm. You know, for free basically after you pay the four gold. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna give it a four. And you can do it. I mean, it pay. You're gonna. It's gonna pay for itself. I mean, you gotta do it as many times as you rounds you survive, right? Yeah, exactly. And I don't know. I I really like it just because it fights against that flea bottom. You know, because yeah. it's definitely a broken card. I also like the gender neutrality of this card. So good on you, Fantasy <laughs> Flight Games. But our <laughs> next card is going to be Anderk the Unsmiling. He is very not smiling in that picture. So good job. Uh, it's a four-cost no. character with a military icon with five power, um, and he has uh, unique. He's unique and non-loyal. He's got the Ironborn Raider traits. He's got pillage as a keyword, and it says reaction after Anderk the Unsmiling discards a card. 
using pillage, choose a non-limited location or attachment in the losing opponent's discard pile. Put one dis discard one copy of that card from play. So that's interesting. Yeah, I think it's cool. Also, Ironborn, Asha. Mm-hmm. But see, this is the one where like I would want to play this with King's Moo Asha, so I could control their board state a lot better. Yeah. I guess Asha, the other yeah, Asha has pillage too, so you're right. You get stealth in this guy, and you're right because if you Ironborn, if you put stealth on him, then you're always going to get the pillage. Mm -hmm. yeah, there you go. I see what you're thinking. Double pillage, dude. Yeah, it, it, like there's a situation where you could pillage like five cards at once, and then use all these mm -hmm. crazy reaction abilities. It would be nuts. <laughs> oh, I think, that'd be uh, nuts. I think Fantasy Flight's trying to tell us there's a theme. <laughs> Pillage is a win con, people. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know. This guy's cool. I think he. F I think he's like, he's nice because he can trigger his own effect. He doesn't have to wait for someone else to do something, mm -hmm. and he feeds his own effect too, which I like. So it means that mm -hmm. you can play him without having to worry about, you know, having something else needed, like having three cards in the discard pile, right? Uh, for that's yes. only the last card. But this guy only is a mon monocon, which kind of sucks. But I don't know. Yeah, it kind of sucks. Yeah. Well, this is the way I see it. It's four costs for five strength. That's a good point. So you're getting pretty good on your investment, even though, yes, it is one icon. You got the pillage, which is always nice, but then his reaction as well. You know, if you're able to, you know, discard, you know, Flea Bottom or Dorn or Hightower or the Wall. <laughs> you want to keep listing them? Yeah, just keep it. I'm gonna keep listing all of them. Um, you know, any anytime you can do that, then I think that's good. But later in the pack, you'll see that there's a location that um, works with the raider trait, mm. and I th I think this that location will make you like him a lot more. I actually like this guy a lot for attachment control uh, because getting like a milk mm. or a craven out would be really cool. Like sack oh, one yeah. of your dudes to make sure the craven's in the discard pile. And then always have this guy, like having this guy ready to just be able to choose Craven, discard a Craven from play is super good tech play, I think. Like, I like mm -hmm. that a lot. Um, or yeah, same with Milk, definitely. or same with any of that stuff. Uh, even those, like, um, really annoying uh, Martell control cards, you can discard them from play, which is nice because they're not, they're not terminals, uh, so they're a little bit harder to control. Yes. Well, anytime location or attachment control is always nice, so. Yeah. This guy's probably four for me, because I really like... Yeah. You pointed out his, his over vanilling, which means that he's got lower costs and he does strength, which I like. Yeah, I mean, anything you can give him... You can give him stealth with Asha, plus the Raider trait, which you'll see later on with the location, plus his pillage, his reaction. You know, I think he's a four, four and a half. Sweet. All right, next we got is Quarrel, Quarrel the Maid. I, I can't tell if I'm supposed to pronounce that Carl. That's Carl. <laughs> okay, I'm going to say Coral because I like that better. But, four-cost character with a military and power icon is three strength, non-loyal, unique, and just an Ironborn. Reaction, mm. after you win a challenge in which Quarrel the Maid is participating, either stand a worship location or stand Asha Greyjoy. Hmm. Now, is four-cost Bicon enough to put in to stand things if you win? Yeah, why not? Because it takes the place of another card. You can't just put every card in a deck. No, yes, you can. No, you can't. Your well, you deck can't. has to be at least 60 cards. <laughs> it has to also be shuffleable in a, in a reasonable <laughs> amount of time. So, <laughs> um, I I think you can put this one in with the, like I said, with the new Asha, because you're giving him stealth. His, the, his reaction triggers with Asha, so you can restand her. Or a warship location, which you know could be really good depending on the type of warships Double you silence. already have out. Double silence, yes. Um, that means you could stand your own or... three times. Like you could a, a challenge with him, use use silence, right? Mm -hmm. And then, like, so you could cha you could challenge with this guy in your own, use silence. No, no, wait, wait. You could only stand him twice. <laughs> there we go. Okay. All right. Okay. Okay. Carry on. I got, I got, I got excited. <laughs> Anyways, um, anytime you can either stand, a, stand anything, a location or a character, um, I think that's a good, 
good trade off. You know, um, the stats are not horrible for gold. You know, so won't hit the for snow winter. Um, That's a good point. I don't know if many people use that plot anymore, but the one time that someone will use it, you'll be glad you have <laughs> this guy on the board because Thanks. he won't he won't be triggered by that. Um, Burn, also with burnable Asha, though, so he is burnable, but most of the cards are. Just <laughs> You're <ridiculous>. right. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> Nowadays, most cards are burnable, so that's probably not something to. You could when you can burn Mag the Mighty down, then you got problems. Is that really possible? Like, easily? oh yeah. Okay, I'm scared of that. Yeah. All right. Anyway, this guy, <laughs> I'm thinking this guy's probably like. I don't think he goes in every any every Greyjoy deck, but I think maybe he does. Maybe this guy is like the better version of the other one that you have to sack to give Asha stealth or something like that. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say three and a half, tentatively four, because I want to see something happen with him. Yeah, I'm going to say I'm going to say three and a half, um, because you have to have certain, you know, cards in play. Yeah. You know, um, it could be a four, but I'm just going to stick with three and a half. Okay. All right. Next card we got is Master Munimir. Mirror, mirror. It's like Master Mjolnir, or something like that. Mirror in mirror. Okay. Three cost mm-hmm. character with an intrigue and power icon. It's a two two strength. Two. Has I been saying power this whole time? Two strength. Uh, yes. Well, I'm changing it now. I come up with my own terms. Uh, unique, non-loyal, and a maester. When the effect of a triggered location would initiate uh, a triggered location ability would initiate Neil Maester Mir Mir to cancel those effects. Hmm, that's not terrible. Now your microphone's acting up. Not on my end. It was on my end. Is it now? Not right now, no. Okay, cool. All right. Okay. Uh, yeah. So canceling effects is good. Canceling effects in Gridjoy is rare. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's pretty good. Um, it's you know it's it's all right card. I mean, it has a, an intrigue icon, so which is always good because you know mm-hmm. Gridjoys are known for military power. Yep. He's a maester, so that's kind of cool. If you want to, you know, start getting into the conclave agenda. Um, I mean, his interrupt is, is pretty nice. Yeah, know, his interrupt is like the best part of this card for sure. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, you're definitely paying the gold for for your his interrupts. Um, but yeah, I mean, his his strength is not bad either. Two strength, you know, it's not a horrible card. I you know I'd probably I, give it a three. I like this card a lot actually against um like the econ locations that are like if your opponent has X, then they get two gold instead of one. Like, this guy mm-hmm. is another one that's, like, uh, Shipwright, Lord's Force Shipwright, that just basically oh, yeah. sits there and denies your opponent stuff. And it's nice yeah. because they're also a sack outlet because you can just basically make sure they die for mill claim or something. Mm-hmm. You can't play another copy of him, of course, which kind of sucks. But you can still mm-hmm. – you're still comfortable because by that point, he's probably done what he needs to do. Exactly. So. Yeah. I can see that. I'm going to say uh, four because I think there's a lot of targets we're not thinking of for this effect. Yeah, you're probably right. I'm going to stick with the three, though. Good. you got to follow your heart. That's the most important thing. <laughs> All right. The next card we have is called Old Grey Gull. He is a pretty old-looking uh, three-cost character with an intrigue and power icon with two strength. A unique, loyal, drowned god, ironborn-type figure. Mm-hmm. And as an action, you can kneel him to kill another Greyjoy character you control, and then you may return that character from your dead pile to your hand. Love it. Seems cool. I am ready to have someone show me how broken this card is. <laughs> like, my body's ready. <laughs> You've been waiting this whole year for it. <laughs> well, like, he's got Drownborn and Iron God. I'm sorry, Drown God and Ironborn. The Drownborn. Uh... <laughs> Iron God sounds cool too. Uh, he's got the key, he's got the traits you want, right? And he's letting you mm-hmm. target a kill to get an effect, and then you can put that character in your hand, which means they're not really dead, which is super cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if it's like you if you can tell that there's going to be like a like a big kill effect happening in the next in the next turn, and if in this game if you're good enough, you can. You could definitely use this guy to your advantage and save somebody. You know. Oh yeah, or yeah, you can save it from a Valor Magolas, uh, Valor Doheras. Um, you know, maybe a potential put to the sword to um, 
there's so many different kill effects, you know, that you can do to save your guy. So I like him. Yeah, I me too. I think he's I think he's just like rearing to get some combos made and to do some janky stuff. I think he's gonna be a four for me because I like that they're building into yeah. this space. Yeah, I'm gonna say a four as well, because um, he's a three cost um, character with intrigue, ironborn, which then goes back to Asha, another stealth, and it's just it, it's a pretty solid card, I think. Yeah. All right, uh, we're almost done with the characters, kind of. All right. Uh, the next card we have is called Priest of Old Wick, and Old Wick is a card that's a location that we saw earlier that cares about your dead pile. It says three cost character with a power icon, four strength. This is our first non uh, unique, and it has a non loyal as well. It's Drowned God. It says while there's a Drowned God character in your dead pile, Priest of Old Wick contributes its strength to your total for dominance, even while kneeling. Uh, this card is legit in the deck, it goes in. I mean, yeah, holy like, crap. Yeah, I mean, it's alright. I mean... I mean, the sad itself, if you're trying to push for power, you know, challenges, then yeah, I can see it being pretty good. You know, three cards, four strength. Other than that, I don't, I'm really not sold on the text. Just what, if, because but you, what if you combine this with, like, Chamber of the Painted Table and stuff, and you're just, like, winning dominance with people you challenged with, and you're playing the Drowned God game? Well, here's the thing. So, you know, instead of putting this guy in, you, why not just put Naga's ribs in? Each character in your dead pile is plus two strength. To dominance? Know, for dominance. Mm -hmm. I don't know. You know so. I mean, you'll never lose dominance again when you have these guys out. I, and again, <laughs> this is another one that's like under-costed for its strength, or it's, which is really cool because, I mean, Dragon God characters are pretty easy to like get in and out, and this guy is actually fodder for his own effect mm -hmm. or, and other Dragon God effects. So... I don't know. If three cost a three cost chud is always fine by me, and if he's just gonna sit there and they're not gonna deal with him because he's just a single bicon, he's still getting you power every turn on a challenge if you win. And other than that, he's getting you power and dominance. So it's just more of the same, but that's good when you're going mm -hmm. for that, right? In my opinion. So I'm saying three, yeah. three and a half. Yeah, uh, I'll say three. Okay. Maybe we'll get a one today somewhere. All right. The next one we have is a one. No, it's a drowned prophet. It's two-cost character with a power icon and two strength. It's non-loyal and non-unique, and it's Drowned God again. It says, Interrupt. When a Drowned Prophet is killed, search the top five cards of your deck for a Greyjoy character and place it into your dead pile and then shuffle your deck. <laughs> Did I just, Is it actually a one? <laughs> I mean, I'm sure this card, again, this is another card where I'm like, I never played the Drowned God stuff, so I'm not really sure what to expect from a card like this. I, I, I guess, just think it's funny. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's funny. As soon as you got done reading the text, there was like this awkward silence. And we're like, wait, did like, we just actually read the one of the spec? <laughs> like, how are we going to react to this? Um, I don't know. I don't think it's binder fodder. I mean, no. I don't know. I mean, I'm, I can't really think outside the box at this moment. Um, you know, why would you want yeah. to put a Greyjoy character in your dead pile unless it's another Drown God character that you can marshal out of? Yeah, I think that's what uh, this is for. I mean, it's to tutor it's to tutor your dead pile. It's to tutor cards into your dead yeah. pile to use with Drown God effects, right? Yeah. So, I don't know. I mean, when he's killed, so you can, like, target kill him with that dude and then put him back in your hand and play him again with old, with old Grey yeah. Gull. But... yeah. I don't know. I yeah. mean, I feel like it's weird. I want to, cool. you know, I'm going to follow suit with what this guy's got going on, and I'm going to give him a two because he's two cost two and his powers two. <laughs> and he's got two words in his name and two words in his trade. Um, I'll give him a, yeah, I'd say about a two as well. Maybe two and a half, you know, just because of that combo, like you just said, uh, with what's his name prior. Um, you know, if you're able to kill him, put him back in your hand, then search the top five of your deck, put another character in your dead pile, kind of thing. Yeah, mm -hmm. that could be kind of fun. Yeah, it could be some. This again, it's like with this great, this Drown God stuff. I'm sure that there's some like, you know, ten minute turn combo crap out there where you're gonna like have someone just do something crazy. But I am not that kind of person to think like that way. So, <laughs> good luck, everybody. We'll eat crow if we need to. Um, okay. 
The next card we have is called Eager Deckhand. It's a two-cost military icon with two strength. Uh, it's non-loyal and non-unique. It's an ally and a raider. It says, after a warship enters play under your control, put Eager Deckhand into play from your hand. This was the card that we were talking about when spoilers came out because we were ex- I was excited about this card because mm-hmm. there's like you can like use Euron to put Silence in and then use Silence's effect to stand Euron and put a warship in and then put Eager Deckhand in and then blah, 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 blah. There's just... Like, you can get a bunch of free stuff just from playing Euron, and I like the idea that when you play Euron, you summon the fleet. Exactly. And I think the cool thing is with uh, Silence, like, you know, you can put them in, let's say your second player, you can hold off on it, put in your warship, then slap Eager Deckhand in, and all this stuff. Like, now you have your characters on the board, you know, to, to do some damage mm-hmm. compared to, you know, potentially using them for claim or kneeling them to to defend and it's mid and technically this if you're doing that combo we're talking about um you might be able to do something tricky mid challenge phase which is nice so you could wait mm-hmm. to use silence until you're like halfway through challenges to not only stand you're on but to have not only a new warship but also a new character out and then you know do your military at two plus your own strength which i think is a kind exactly. of cool like tricky little combo you can do because the only card your opponent knows you have is silence and so they're just assuming that you probably have a warship or will at some point and then they also have to assume you might have eager, eager deckhand. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. It seems cool. I'm thinking this card's like a, th- a four in a warship deck, but other than other than that, it's definitely like a two or something. Because, I mean, I don't... There's other two There's other two cost chuds I'd rather play. Yeah, um, I would give it... I'm going to give it right down the middle, like a three. Okay. Um, just just because, you know, it's, it's a good card you can throw in for free. Potentially, if not, it's a two-cost chud with two strengths, so you're not really paying more nah. than the strength. So no, it's not. No, you're not. No, you're right. It's it's pretty equal, but I don't know. I feel but like it, yeah. But, yeah. But I keep talking about this raider trade. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Maybe yeah. we'll go back through again and make it a, a two-hour podcast. Um, <laughs> this is a, so. Then our last character is a two-cost character with a military and power icon mm-hmm. with one strength. Orc Mont Reaver is a non-loyal, non-unique, Ironborn Raider character with the, P-word, the, the pillage keyword. And while an opponent has two or more cards in his or a discard pile, he gains stealth. Cool. <laughs> this is a two-cost card I put in over the last card because this card's more universally like useful, I think, because of the traits and the bicon and the keyword. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're going to... it's And again, it's one of those cards... Typically, I like this about the pillage keyword is that it fuels itself. Every time you have pillage on a keyword, it's helping itself do something better because usually the text right underneath it's like pillage. It's like sure, pillage. Sure. You know, whenever you pillage, punch your opponent in the face as many times as they have cards in their discard pile. And you're like, sweet! <laughs> oh, this is totally what a pillaging would do. Um, I'm going to give him a, a two, to be honest with you. I'm going to give this guy a 3.5 because you seem to think there's something going on with this Raider trait. I like the Ironborn trait because there's lots of cards that care about it. I like he's got Pillage yeah. on him, and I like these two-cost Bicon. Yeah, I mean, the, the the Raider and the Ironborn trait's good. I mean, especially if you have Asha. So then the text underneath doesn't really matter um, if you have 10 or more cards. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but, but then yeah, it I does mean, if you, like, actually, you know, get Asha killed which is like by that point hopefully you have 10 or more but yeah carry on oh no I was just saying like you know it, it it's just another card for stealth so you know it's going to make it harder for your opponent to stealth them but then also it's going to make it easier for you to get unopposed I think I'm more focusing on the pillage synergies here with the keywords and traits because I mean it's cool that he can get stealth at some point but he's probably going to be dead before then and but he's going to mm-hmm. help fuel your pillage cannon Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, he's definitely like all these pillages are good for with uh, the King's Move Asha for sure. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. Yeah, with King's Move. All right, our next card is actually Silence. I was incorrect. Silence is in this pack. Four cost, unique uh, location. It's a, loyal and it's a warship. And it says Neil Silence to put a warship in location into play from your hand. If you control your own, you stand them and you get plus two initiative. Everything about this card is uh, is good, especially if you're playing the new new Euron. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, even if you're playing the core you're on, I mean, honestly, you know, it's it's pretty solid. I mean, yeah, you're paying four gold to get the warship out. That's not, that's but, like, that's on par for like a lot of the good warships in Greyjoy, though. So, yeah. Well, even just the really good locations. Yeah, right. Locations, and right. other houses, you know, like 
four gold is not too bad. You're getting plus two initiative. Think about it. And if you're using core, you're on, you know, you're potentially, you know, you're, uh, what is it? He has renown. And then you're taking, you hit pillage. And then, you know, taking a, a location from your opponent, you know, doing that twice. That's always nice. Uh, but then the new Euron with Intimidate is always good. Um, so yeah, I, I think this is a solid card. Yeah, then with the character we were just seeing, if you if you control him, uh, if you like win the challenge with uh, Quarrel Maid, you'll be able to stand it and do it again. So you could potentially be saving yourself anywhere from like two to eight gold a turn, depending on what you're playing with this Worship ability, and standing Euron mm -hmm. twice. So I think there's a, there's a mm -hmm. whole deck here that revolves around just like this crazy warship synergy we're going to see. And so I, in my mind, this card is going to be a four and a half of five because I think it's going to be the crux of new decks that we're going to see come out. Yeah, I would have to... Yeah, I'd give it like a four and a half. Okay. Yep, it's pretty solid. It's going to be cool to cheat that thing out every time, I guarantee it. All right. The next one we have is called Great Wick. It's a three-cost location that's unique and loyal. It's the Drown God and Iron Islands trait. It's interesting that this location has the Drown God trait. That's kind of fun. And mm -hmm. it says, reaction, after a character enters play from your dead pile, each opponent chooses and discards one card from his or her hand. Limit once per phase. I mean, it goes well with what it needs to go with. Oh, yeah. I love it. With the whole Drown God thing. Yeah, especially if you're, like, consistently able to kill and bring stuff back. It sounds like with the new Aeron and things like that, you'll be able to, like, have total hand advantage over your opponent in no time at all. Mm-hmm. You know? Well, think about that, and then, like, I don't know, if you throw in the, the one lady, the Gwyn, I, I forgot her name, um, you know, you're, you're discarding cards, then, then all of a sudden you're putting them at the bottom of the deck, or if you're using Triss, you can just, you know, take them out of the game, kind of thing. So what does that have to do with this card, though? Oh, because you're discarding, got it, got it, got it, gotcha. All right. <laughs> I'm picking up what you're putting down. I was like, how does that have to do your dead pile? No, no, no. Yeah, so you bring your guys from the dead pile. And making them give them. you fodder for all your other cool effects. Yeah, that's pretty sweet. Yes. Yeah. I'm going to give it a three. I was going to say the same thing. Three it is. Yep. Cool, cool, cool. All right, our next location is called the Go Golden Storm. It's a two-cost location. with. Uh, it's unique but non-loyal. It's a warship, and it says after you win a challenge, uh, a military challenge as the attacking player, Neil Golden Storm, to choose and kill a participating character. Then, if you control a participating raiding character, stand Golden Storm. Is that what you're talking about? This one? Yep. Pretty brutal. I mean, this is like a cheaper, more efficient Krakens gra or a sea stone chair. Uh, all you I need to do is win a military challenge, and you get to kill two. So yes. However. Um, I noticed it was non-loyal, and the first thing I thought of was uh, Cal Drogo with Targaryen, Oof. with the Raiders. You know, doing two militaries, being able to restand uh, Golden Storm. You know, potentially do it twice. That could be really cool because you'd kill four people from two military challenges potentially. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it's yeah. only two costs, which is fantastic for what its effect is. I love that it doesn't say unopposed either. I think that's very key and important to why this card is going to be a three or four, four and a half for me probably, because it, it fits well in things that aren't just Greyjoy. Even if mm -hmm. you're not standing at a thing every turn, you know, it's still going to kill a thing, an extra thing every military challenge. So claim two every military challenge for two gold investment. It's pretty mm -hmm. sweet. Yeah, I'm going to give it like a three and a half. Okay. Yeah, I think this card has the potential to be really, really gross. Um, mm -hmm. it, it is participating character, so I guess that's kind of a thing where, like, you know, if you do Sea Stone Chair, you don't have to be participating, I don't think, but I don't really remember. But basically, you just have to make sure you can coax him into battle. Coax him with your feminine exactly. wiles. Exactly. All right. Either way, they're going to pay, so. <laughs> Speaking of feminine, feminine wiles, our next card is Maiden's Bane. I did not do that on purpose, actually. I'm just that smooth. <laughs> it's a two-cost location that's unique and non-loyal. It's a warship, again. After you win an unopposed challenge, there's the unopposed keyword, kneel Maiden's Bane to choose and stand the at an attacking character. Then, if that character is a captain, stand Maiden's Bane. That's pretty uh, interesting. I like it. Uh, yeah. Unopposed challenge. Not too hard to do in Greyjoy. Uh-uh. 
you can stand somebody yeah. who is attacking, and then you can stand Maiden's Bane if it's a captain. Hmm. Yeah. Which some of the newer ones that we were first talking about have the captain tree. And this is a card that gives you the captain tree, I think, too. But I don't remember what it there, is. Or if yes. It is. Okay. There is, yeah, there is an attachment that gives you captain tree. If that attachment isn't loyal, this could be a pretty cool outside of Greyjoy combo, too. But I like the unopposed mm -hmm. in Greyjoy. But I think this card's pretty cool. I mean, I, I mm -hmm. think I like the idea. You were saying earlier, standing is, is great. But I like being able to stand anything, not just a character or a warship, a single character or a warship. But mm -hmm. yeah, I think it could be pretty cool. Yeah, I think it. I'm going to give it like a four just because, you know, Greyjoy with all their stealth that they're coming out even more with it's going to make it easier for their, this card to trigger I would, I'm going to I guess I'm going to have to be the one that does it and builds like a warship Lord of the Crossing thing where like I mean, imagine <laughs> how much you could get done with a card like this and cards like um, mm -hmm. Queen the Maid or Carl the Maid and like you're just mm -hmm. like even if you only have like one of each icon out you're still able to do so many challenges a turn that, that's, that's really cool yeah I okay. like it yeah, I think I'm going to say, like, 4, 3.54. I think mm -hmm. it's pretty sweet. All right. Yeah, I think it's pretty solid. Our next card is called Scouting Vessel. This is cool because it's a zero-cost warship, and this is good for, like, things like support of Harlaw and all that stuff. It's a non-loyal, non-unique, and it says, when a character you control discards a card using Pillage, kneel and sacrifice Scouting Vessel to discard three cards instead. <laughs> oh, gross. Oh, so gross. Oh, God, it's gross. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's so dirty, and it's so. <laughs> imagine you. So you can have three of these things out, right? Mm -hmm. You wouldn't be able to. I don't think you'd be able to discard nine cards off one pillage because it's a replacement effect. But if you had three pillages trigger, you could use three of these to make all of them deal three cards. Each one of them deal three, mm -hmm. and discard nine cards. And since mm -hmm. it's an interrupt, you can do that before Asha triggers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Um, another cool thing is um, you can uh, use uh, the Isle of Ravens card mm -hmm. just so you can put them right back into your deck and hopefully draw back into them. The scouting vessels? The scouting vessels, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, sorry. I missed the sacrifice. I got so excited by the reading of the second part of the sentence. Yeah, you do have to sacrifice it, so be careful. But it is a... Oh, Go ahead. This card sucks now. No, it doesn't actually. I, the whole the whole the whole point though is that a zero cost warship location is fantastic because it has so much support. Oh yeah. And so like, I love zero cost like you know on setup locations that if you like see this on oh, setup yeah. and you're like oh my god not now, like I would hate to have this happen to me first turn. <laughs> Dude, at uh, the the uh, regionals the first year I started playing, I did Greyjoy. And I kid you not, like the first game, I had a seven card set up. Sweet. It's it so was sweet. all like these zero cost warships and one cost chuds, and it was pretty funny. Sweet. And you set up right into like so, oh, heavy hitters, I hope. Mm hmm. Awesome. Yeah, so I'm a, I'm a fan of this card. So I think this card to me is a. I'm sorry, I'm choking on my own air. <laughs> um, <laughs> excitement. It's a five in any deck that actually plays it, and it's like a one in any other deck because I'm not sure that, like, well, maybe two because <laughs> I I don't know if you don't have the pillage keyword, this card does nothing, and I think it's sure. an argument that even if it is a zero cost warship location, you still would have you wouldn't want it in a deck that didn't want to pillage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say about a three and a half. Um, it's definitely one of those. You know, you want to put three copies in if you can. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. That was our final location. So it's on to the uh, attachments. So we have a two-cost attachment called uh, Red Rain. It's non-unique, or it's, it's unique and non-loyal. And it's called. It's got Valerian Steel traits and weapon traits. You can only put it on a unique Greyjoy character. And if the attached character is the Drum, he gains stealth, which makes his effect really gross. And it says, uh, reaction after you win an opposed challenge in which the attached character is attacking, it gains two power limit once per phase. What? Love it. That is insanity. I'm telling you, why is every Make card making me want to go build Lord of the Crossing again? This is so gross. <laughs> How, you can win in like two turns. Yeah, or maybe even one. <laughs> yeah, if you get real lucky, that would that'd be nuts. Like Kraken's Grasp the first turn. 
if you have a good enough setup and just like <laughs> throw some stuff out and just like I don't I don't know I don't think you're gonna win in the first round I don't think they'd have enough power to steal. <laughs> and you just let them you just no. let them go at you unopposed so they get a bunch of unopposed power and then freaking take it all. Just, <laughs> just steal it all, yeah. yeah. Ah, this card seems cool. It's well costed. I only want to put it on unique graveyard characters anyway. Yeah, it's like double. I mean, it's literally just double renown. I think this card's like a four and a half or five. This is so scary. Yeah, I would say about a four and a half as well. Um, think about just, just for that presence. When we, if we were talked about in Dangzig's pit and Daznak's pit, like if you could do this twice in a turn because of the once per phase thing, because you have another challenge phase after the one that's ended. Oh yeah, that would be so yeah. disgusting. Okay. Let's move on from our pipe dreams. That's a good card. Uh, the next one we have is uh, Fleet Captain. We saw this one in the spoiler. Um, you know, it's a it's a it gives you it's a one cost attachment that's non loyal, non unique. It's a title. Uh, it says attached character gains the captain trait and it gets plus one strength. Hold on a second, you're breaking out. Really oh, okay. Bad. Am I good now? How about now? I'm wondering if it's my internet because of the weather. Maybe is it bad down there? Because it's not. Slow now, all of a sudden. Is it? Uh, is I don't it, know if you can hear me. I can hear you. Can you not hear me? I can hear you still. Can you hear me now? I can. I can hear you the whole time. Okay, that's weird. Here, let me uh, go to the next card. I'm wondering because it's really kind of cold and windy down here, so I'm wondering if it's messing with my internet. Yeah, maybe. I mean, that makes a lot of sense. All right. Uh, so the next one yeah. was Fleet Captain. Uh, it was attached character gains the captain trait. It's a one cost attachment with non -lo no non loyal, non unique. It's a title. They get the captain trait and they get plus one strength, but plus three instead if you control three or more warships. So fits directly into that whole like let's throw it on your on, let's throw it on all these characters that kind of have like a little bit lower strength than we like, and then just give them mm -hmm. plus three strength with all the warships they have. Captain. Captain. I think it's cool. Captain. <laughs> I uh, I like this card in the deck it goes in, so I'm going to say 3.5, uh, just because I think if you put it in that captain yeah. deck, it's going to be really good. Oh, yeah, definitely. And, you know, particularly with the warship thing, you know, um, plus three strength, I mean, that's that's pretty good, mm -hmm. you know, especially if you're trying to fight against the burn. The burn. <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, and, and I'm just thinking of this now, but like the plus three strength on Euron with the Intimidate is going to always be good. Every time. Oh, yeah. Alright, our next <laughs> card is What is Dead May Never Die. Straight out of Lovecraft. Um, <laughs> three cost event. It's unique. Or, I'm sorry, it's, it's a loyal. It's Drowned God event. Another, another interesting one because it's got the Drowned God trait on it. I wonder if that's going to mean anything. But after reaction, after you win dominance, choose a Greyjoy character in your dead pile and put it into play. So this is just straight up fodder for uh, that location we saw earlier that cares about when you put stuff into play. Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, so it's pretty cool. Pay three for that. I mean, if you have the money to. Uh, I've always been convinced Greyjoy is poor as sin, but... <laughs> um, I think it's, you know, a hyped-up version of the core uh, Dathmere. Mm-hmm. Because um, definitely you, you only were able to put Ironborn back into play, where this is any Greyjoy character. So yeah, um, and you're basically paying the cost of Dampmir anyway. Yeah, um, just got to have it in your dominance phase. But you're right. I mean, mm -hmm. that's powerful. Like, think about that. Like, if they like put to the sword your dude, your Euron or mm -hmm. something like that, and you're like, actually, you know, he's already gone through the this. The, he's the king of rock and salt. You can't kill this guy. He's like. He's unkillable. Yeah. <laughs> so that's yeah. pretty cool. I dig it. Yeah. I mean, I, I would give it like a maybe a three, mm -hmm. you know, because, I mean, you have other cards out there that can save characters. So, you know. This one's nice because it lets him, it, in, in, nice in a weird way, because it lets him go to the dead pile or them go to the dead pile, which is kind of a thing that you might want in certain decks. Yeah, I mean, maybe to throw off your opponent and like, oh, he's thinking... Oh well, his you know Asha or Balon or one of his big characters is dead. All right, I got you know, I got this for the win, and then all of a sudden, boom, you bounce him right back in. I was thinking more for like dead pile effects, like whenever a card enters your dead pile, like the cudgel 
that gets power to the characters, oh. things like that, where you want them to go into your dead pile, then you can like let yeah. that happen, and then you can bring them back. Even and, yeah. and so you get all of those effects. That's like, well, I know they they got the power from it, but at least that guy's dead, and you're like, sorry, man, not so dead. Because this yeah. one doesn't interrupt like um, the drowned god's blessing. It just <laughs> it like doesn't interrupt. So I think there's a benefit somewhere to that. I don't know what it is yet, but I'll say three as well though. Yeah, I mean all the drone god things, they sound all the same to me after a while. So, <laughs> wow, it's conf it's confusing on which characters do what. Fair enough. So fair enough. Well, this is an event, so I don't know what you're getting confused about. But <laughs> I'm just kidding. All right, the last one we have is nighttime raid. It's a one cost, non unique, non loyal event. As an action, choose up to three characters of pillage and or the raider trait until the end of the phase. Those each of those characters gains stealth. I think this is probably my favorite card of the entire pack, only because of its simplicity. Mm -hmm. Like, this is everything I've ever wanted out of a Greyjoy event. It's cheap. Uh -huh. It lets me choose almost any Greyjoy character I want. <laughs> and it gives them the one <laughs> keyword that if they don't already have, they want. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and it does the same thing as the event you were talking about. Right? Well, pretty much the same thing as the event you are talking about for like four gold or three gold, whatever it was. That one has the potential to do it to more if you set up your board the right way, but this one is just a more of like a, it's a good utility event. I mean, this is the card that is making me like literally want to go back and build Crossing because this mm -hmm. is a card that I would love. I would love this in Crossing. Like, oh yeah, I, this is insanity. I mean, I can do my minus two power challenge and have stealth on that character. Hell yeah. Mm -hmm. I want that, you know? Well, if you're doing crossing, you know automatically you're going to have three copies of the Theon in there uh -huh. for your first challenge because no one can defend against a one-strength yeah, military true. or power. But, but, I mean, that's what I like about this card is it gives you options for that first challenge that aren't totally just mm -hmm. you attacking into a wall. You might actually be able to win that true. first challenge, which then can possibly trigger unopposed stuff, right? And that's where it gets dirty, and that's where you start having those, like, seven power swings on turn two or something like that. Yeah, I would see probably more um, more uh, bang for your money if you use this on characters for the third challenge. Oh, yeah, yeah. But that's what I, I mean, like, is, like, this card's not dead in your hand as much as, no. as other no, events can, can be. No, you can use it at any point, you know. Um, in the phase, you know. Mm -hmm. You could also I, use it during your opponent's phase to give something stealth so they can't stealth past it, which is kind of cool as well. Yeah, you could do that too. Yeah, if you're worried about them uh, doing a stealth, you know, because if they're playing something with unopposed Greyjoy as well. Yeah, or like if you have a card that says uh, target character loses the stealth keyword, you can grant it again with this, and in that way it won't be gone. Yeah. Yeah, there's definitely um, different things you can use it for. Um, I think the cost is really good. Mm -hmm. uh, and, you know, it gives it to people either with the raider or pillage. So there's there's some options on who to pick. Yeah, and so, like, for me, like, out of the Greyjoy cards, this is my the one that got me most excited because I was like, oh, boy, dude, this is the one. Like, this is the <laughs> one that's going to fix, like, certain problems that you wanted, that you had with the Mo King's Moot Asha and things like that where you need some other characters to be able to stealth but you just like you're trying to get them to pillage but they just can't seem to do it this is the card that's going to push you over the edge and be like I can do it now like I can get those cards mm -hmm. in the discard pile I can get the challenges I need through and I can do it a little faster it could be the card that pulls the warship deck together because you're doing a bunch of unopposed stealth challenges it's the card that mm -hmm. makes me want to rebuild Greyjoy and Crossing so this is the card <laughs> I'm the most excited about think about it this card with uh, Lannister Greyjoy with the new Tyrion or Tywin ugh with the new Tywin with Pillage yeah oh my god <laughs> alright well this card's a 5 for me because I think in it's simplicity it is probably the, the most efficient card that Greyjoy's got in a while as far as events go like it's just so good at what it's doing yeah, with I can see it by like a three and a half. Well, you can see it as wrong, and that's fine, but that's your opinion. <laughs> but that's all we have for today for the Greyjoy, so uh, stay yes. tuned. Keep an eye out for us to do the non-Greyjoy cards, uh, but that'll mm -hmm. happen soon. Anything else you'd like to say? Nope. Uh, have fun playing, and make some good decks. Yeah, like, comment, subscribe. You know, Let us know if you hate our 
opinions or like our opinions or just let us know stuff and let us know how we're doing. Uh, so, you know, give us likes and all that. Jeff, give us reviews if you like, <laughs> if you'd like to give reviews, those are helpful for us to kind of get a wider audience and, you know, mm-hmm. just in general, keep on keeping on and, you know, try to grab that throne as often as possible. <laughs> exactly. All right. Bye everyone. All right. See you guys. Thank you for tuning in to Bearded Clansman of the Vale, a Game of Thrones LCG podcast. Come back next time where we talk more about a Game of Thrones the card game.